How are you? Hey, thanks for inviting us into your living room. The meeting of 90 Christian leaders was tense and contentious. My friend Daniel stood and said, Hey, it's okay to act Christian. <laughs> you know, this week I uh, scrolled Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Reddit and TikTok. It's harsh out there. Can I talk to you about how I'm trying to act Christian in this election season? You know, one of Evergreen's big ideas is, as followers of Jesus, we fight for unity in the Spirit while we live out our faith in diverse ways. Unity without uniformity. Ephesians 4 says, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit until we reach the unity in the faith. This talk is in three parts. Uh, and you might want to pause at the end of each section and, and talk with someone near you or personally reflect. First, you'll think about 2020. I know, it's tough. Second, you'll unpack God's direction from the Bible, James chapter 1. Third, you can join me in praying some prayers that help me act Christian in 2020. Part one, 2020 has brought out, not brought out the best in us. While democracy is an amazing thing, the process of pitting people against each other often results in less than truth and less than love for our neighbor. This election has shown the deep anger, the deep dissatisfaction in this country. It's shown new ways, uh, the horrific divides between races and the growing gaps between economic classes. We want to hang in there together in this beautiful country where no one group has all of the answers. We really do need each other as we work toward something bigger than all of us. May God help us as we try to do good for and with each other. Help us to at least listen and be kind and try to understand each other and to help us be examples of loving our neighbors as ourselves. Even when we're mad and can barely stand them with their lawn signs. And so we pray, Jesus, help us practice these things today, and we'll really need your grace the day after the election when we have to start living out the results. So how can we be more Christ-like in word and in action? Well, we know a few things for sure. Well, we're called to love others, pray for our leaders, and live in unity. Love, pray, live. Love. In an election year, choosing love feels extra challenging when your environment often pushes you to pick one side and shuts down the other. How do we keep ourselves choosing to love rather than burying our hands under our pillows until November 4th? God sees our frustration and he promises that when we pray, 
He'll give us guidance and peace. Pray. Let's take a look at what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It seems too simple, doesn't it? I mean, sometimes our voices feel too small. But when we pray, God grows our capacity to love each other. So we love, we pray, and we live in peace. So in part one, you thought about 2020. And before we unpack God's direction in James chapter one, you, you might want to pause this talk and reflect personally or discuss with your viewing partners these questions. Go ahead and take some time to do that. First, on the scale of one to 10, where is your election anxiety level? Two, who is most difficult for you to love and engage in conversation? Three, how does prayer bring peace to your thoughts and emotions? Welcome back to part two. Our bold decision to pray when we're being pulled one side or the other allows God to change our hearts and the hearts of people we pray for. So let's pray for our leaders, asking God to help us all see each other with his love. And James gives us a fantastic prayer approach. This is what it says in James Chapter 1, do not be deceived, dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, he chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness of, that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Now, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Now, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But 
Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphan and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Wow. Well, James has just given us seven bases for powerful prayer. So let's pray through this inspired passage. First, we tend to be deceived. So we pray, Lord, help us not be deceived. Second, God is anti-fake news. So we pray, Father of lights, we thank you for every good and perfect gift. We praise you as the one with whom there are no alternative facts or shadowing of the truth. Third, listen up, shut up, anger down. Verses 19 and 20, we, we read that anger is a, it's a God-given human emotion. Jesus got angry. In fact, anger at injustice and evil is a sign of righteousness. But, but anger that leads to violence and revenge should be handled quickly to prevent damaging attitudes and actions. Anger can be used either for good or evil, just as a knife can be a surgeon's scalpel or it could be a murderer's weapon. And so we pray. Forgive us for all the times, especially during this campaign, where we've been quick to speak and slow to listen. Forgive us for too often expressing anger that does not produce the righteousness of God and instead demonstrates the wrongness of our tendencies. Well, for James teaches us that after you've heard the hard thing, do it. So our simple but profound prayer is, help us act well and do good. Fifth, <laughs> bite your tongue if you want your faith to make a difference. The prayer we can find in verse 26 is, So Lord, help me keep most of my opinions to myself. Sixth, help powerless and vulnerable people. Our prayer would be, give me courage to help people who are in need. And seventh, Manage your ear consumption. <laughs> Help me discipline my media consumption so that I maintain an unpolluted thought diet. Last Monday in my devotions, I read Proverbs 12, 14. This is what it said. From the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things. And from the work of their hands brings them reward. 
I thought, you know, James did a great job unpacking this tight proverb. So decide how you will speak and you'll fill your life with good. And then decide how you will act and you will be rewarded for it. Watch your mouth. Use your hands. Speak. Act. Love. Well, in part one, you thought about 2020. And in part two, you unpack God's direction in James chapter one. And in this pause, you might want to take more than a minute of reflection and talking with those around you. So feel free to pause the video and take that time together and we'll come back to our third section. Here are your questions. Where is it that you would like to grow this week? We tend to be deceived. God is anti-fake news. Listen up, shut up, and anger down. After you've heard the hard right thing, do it. Bite your tongue if you want your faith to make a difference. Help some powerless and vulnerable people and manage your ear consumption. Welcome to part three. So you've thought about 2020, you've discovered seven ways to pray, and now I invite you to consider six prayers I've been praying daily recently. As you see them on the screen, please pray out loud with me. And then I encourage you to use these this week by tapping on election prayers tile on your app or downloading this series of prayers on the website and you'll be able to pray these prayers along with me in the next six days. So first of all, let's pray for candidates to seek God's guidance. You know, like all of us, our leaders are susceptible to losing sight of what's most important to God. And so we want to pray that that they would seek God first as they seek to serve our country. And for those who don't publicly follow Jesus, let's, let's pray for them, that they would reach out and seek wise counsel and that they would be encouraged toward good and positive perspectives. Here's the prayer. Would you pray it out loud with me? Dear Lord, thank you that we have government representatives who believe your truth. Remind them to Seek your guidance as they make decisions that affect our country and world. Send them godly wisdom and good counselors. And give candidates the strength to choose integrity in both their campaigns and in their terms of office. You know, secondly, let's 
Let's pray that candidates and all of us would have listening ears and soft hearts. You know, most of us have been guilty of preparing an answer before someone has even finished asking a question. Or, or we've been so concerned with promoting our own agenda that we fail to understand the big picture. During elections, we see this even more in our personal lives and in political campaigns. We all, our leaders included, need humility to listen first. So here's our prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive us for the times we've entered a conversation without really listening. Show us how to listen with open and humble hearts, especially to people different from us. Help our leaders do the same. Teach us to focus less on getting our way and more on loving our neighbors, especially the most vulnerable among us. Lord, give our leaders and prospective leaders the strength to be humble, soft-hearted, and willing to listen to every voice. Third way to pray. Let's pray for candidates to address poverty and justice issues. James tells us that true religion is that religion that cares for the widows and the orphans. Well, who are the marginalized for us? You know, the 2020 election will have lasting effects on issues deeply important to us. And God calls us to speak up on behalf of those who cannot speak for themselves. We can start by praying that leaders would care about issues affecting the most vulnerable and work to address them. Would you pray this out loud with me? God, we are grateful that you love each of us no matter our status or abilities. Thank you that you walk with children and families struggling against poverty and injustice, calling us to do the same. And we ask that candidates would speak out about poverty and listen to the voices of the vulnerable. Give our leaders wisdom to create solutions that empower people living in poverty to survive and thrive. And help us answer your call to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. Number four, let's pray for strength and encouragement for our leaders and candidates. You know, public service is exhausting in the best of times. And people who hold or are running for positions of power expose themselves to scrutiny. It's easy to become discouraged and lose heart or lose sight of what inspired them to run for office in the first place. You know, we can encourage our leaders, even when we don't agree with them, and even if we didn't vote for them. We show love when we choose to pray for our leaders, no matter what. Let's pray this together. God, thank you for creating each of us with unique gifts and for gifting some with leadership abilities to help guide our country. And for everyone running for office, whether they win or lose, 
refresh their spirits and encourage them and give them the strength to make good decisions both in and out of the public eye. Help them really give grace and receive it. Protect their families from sickness, bitterness, and discouragement. And may every leader be encouraged by the truth that your love is always stronger than hate. A fifth way to pray. Let's pray that our leaders would commit to working together. You know, God created us with differences and designed us to work together. We're one, but made up of many different parts. And so it's easy to be divided. We often hear us versus them. And sometimes we're guilty of buying into that. But we pray against the idea that we cannot work together. We pray that with God's grace, we would work toward unity. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you for humbling yourself to walk alongside us as a human. Help our leaders be willing to walk alongside their constituents and especially the marginalized. Our leaders have different opinions and priorities. Give them wisdom to navigate differences and work together to strengthen our country. And our sixth way to pray. Let's pray that we would see each other through Jesus' eyes. Imagine how different our lives would be if we loved one another as Jesus loves us. You know, it's not always easy to love our family and friends, let alone people who insult us or our beliefs. You know, during the election, we'll see people default to anger and we may do the same ourselves. But, but Jesus' call to love makes no exceptions for election seasons. So let's pray together. God, forgive us for the times that we fail to trust each, uh, treat each other. Let's go back. God, forgive us for the times we fail to treat each other in your, as your creation. Forgive us for celebrating unloving behavior in our candidates and in our hearts. Call our leaders and candidates to a new level of respect and civility. Remind them that the wisest choice we can make is to serve you and serve others. And may there be a new moment of movement of collaboration and respect in our nation's capital and throughout the country. Give your people the strength to lead by example with radical, world-changing love. You know, my friend Daniel stood in a contentious meeting and said, you know, it's okay to act Christian. I think we read the ancient inspired wisdom of James. I, true religion is the religion that cares for others and is careful about its tongue. You know, I think we can take that advice, can't we? Let's love. Let's pray. Let's live. 
We're so grateful that you joined us today and we want to make sure that we connect with you well. You know, on the Evergreen app, you can hit the tile for election prayers and and I'm going to invite you to join me in praying those this week. Maybe you'll choose to do one a day for the next six days. Know that I will be praying those prayers with you. Second, we'd love to connect with you. There's a connection card there. Please reach out. There's a, a way for us or for you to be able to share how we can pray for you. Please hit that tile. And then thank you. Thank you for your faithful giving. We so need your generosity during this season of time. This is a difficult time for all of us. Thank you for standing with us and helping us continue to, uh, together as a community, share God's good news here, near, and far. See you soon.